Today's message is titled, We Are a Place Where It's Okay Not to Be Okay. If you're new to People's Church today, you're in a great season here, a great series to learn about the heartbeat of People's Church. We are a place where it's okay not to be okay. Several years ago, when my, my kids were a lot smaller, we went to an amusement park. And the lines were crazy. A hot, long lines and little kids. And there's four. We have four. For those of you that don't know, we had four kids at one time. There was four kids, four and under. And some of you wonder, how did that happen? Tiffany likes this dark chocolate. But that's a whole other message. I'm not, I'm not preaching on that today. That, that's a whole other. Let me move right along, okay? So... So four and under at one point. And as we were in this line and waiting and going through the line, you know, and, and excited about getting on the ride and, and we're getting a little closer to the line. And then one of my little kids pees on themselves. I'm talking about pees, pees. You know what I'm saying? And crying and screaming. Ah, crying. <laughs> And, you know, being a good father, I was like, hey, I'm sorry. We've been waiting this line, you know. <laughs> Brother's getting on this ride. So I don't know why you messed up on yourself like that. You know what I'm saying? So you might as well stop all your crying. I don't know why you peed on yourself. I know you're five years old. Here, here, here's some money. Go on, go on, go on, get you some clothes. Get yourself cleaned on up. Go on, go on, go on get out of line. No, no, I'm, daddy's not coming with you. No. I'm riding the, I'm riding the ride. You know I didn't do that. We, we loved our child. We comforted our child. We, we actually bought our child some, some clothes and helped them change clothes and cleaned up their messy self. And, and the question that we have to think about is, how does God respond to us when our life is a mess? How does it because, because here's the key. However, God responds to us when our life is a mess is how his church should respond to people when their life is a mess. And, and oftentimes Jesus gets a bad rap. People think, man, if I ever met Jesus face to face, I I I I, I think Jesus wouldn't like me. I think Jesus would not accept me. I think Jesus would reject me. A lot of people have this misconception about Jesus because Jesus wouldn't do any of those things to you. That's not the Jesus of the Bible. Jesus would meet you right where you are. He'll love you right where you are. And he'll help you in the middle of your mess. That's the Jesus of the Bible. And because Jesus meets people right where they are, at People's Church, we meet people right where they are. We like to say it like this, it's okay not to be okay. You can come to People's Church with hurts, habits, and hangups. And what I want to do for the next few moments is I want us to look at how Jesus responded to messy people. It's going to blow some of your minds to watch how our Savior responded to messy people. And, and as we look at this, we're going to discover three reasons why 
people's church while we are a place where it's okay not to be okay. And here's the first, because Jesus pursues us while, we're, while we are not okay. Jesus pursues us while we are not okay. Let's look at Matthew chapter number 9, and we're going to read verse number 9. We're going to look at several scriptures in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John today. Let's begin Matthew 9, verse 9. It says, as Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him, and Matthew got up and followed him. Did you catch this? Matthew did not go follow Jesus or go after Jesus. Jesus went to Matthew. Jesus pursued Matthew before Matthew followed Jesus. And so many people have this perception that humanity has to pursue God if they really want a relationship with the creator of the universe. And yet the story of the Bible, the story of Jesus is never the story of man pursuing God. It's always God pursuing man. Matthew didn't go looking for Jesus. Jesus went looking for Matthew. And Jesus pursued Matthew, and let me remind you that Matthew was a tax collector. You see, during this time, Rome had major military power, and Rome would go into countries and dominate them and take them over, and, and then the Roman government would, would go into places like Israel or Jerusalem, and, and they would set up tax districts. And they would set these tax districts up all around the different region and areas. And then they would hire chief tax collectors. And oftentimes it would be people right there in the community that they would hire. And so now Rome is charging everybody in the community taxes. And, and the chief tax collector had to meet a bare minimum. They, they had this minimum. They had this quota that they had to meet. But after they met the quota given by the Roman government, the chief tax collector could keep the rest of the money for themselves. And so they would overcharge the people. And they were lined their own pockets. And many chief tax collectors became wealthy by taxing their own people, by overtaxing their own people. They watched some of their own people lose their businesses, lose their homes because they were so brutal in the way that they taxed them. And so chief tax collectors, the tax collectors in those days, they were despised. They were hated. They were rejected. Nobody in the community wanted to eat with them. Nobody in the community wanted to worship with them. They were the worst of sinners hurting their own people. And then all of a sudden, Matthew is sitting at the tax collector's booth that day. And Jesus is now pursuing this despised tax collector. And Jesus didn't say, hey, Matthew, retire from tax collecting. Or, Matthew, you better get your act together, and then I want you to follow me. No, 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 no. The Jesus of the Bible pursues Matthew in the middle of his mess because Jesus pursues us in the middle of our hurts, habits, 
and hangups. You see the same thing with Levi in Luke chapter 5 and verse 27. After this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector. What you're going to notice, I'm going to teach you something very interesting today. Even those of you that have been Christ followers for a long time, it's very interesting how many times Jesus pursued tax collectors. The worst of sinners in the day. It says he, he, he went and saw a tax collector by the name of Levi sitting at his tax booth. Follow me, Jesus said to him. And Jesus pursued a rotten tax collector named Levi. Look in Luke chapter 19, verse 5. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus. And if you go to the previous verses, you'll notice that Zacchaeus is a chief tax collector. And he says, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. And Jesus pursued another wicked tax collector God pursues sinners John chapter 6 and verse 44 says no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws them and I will raise them up at the last day you can't even come to God unless God draws you God pursues us when we're not okay Luke chapter 19 verse 10 for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost God seeks after sinners. That's why he came was to seek, was to pursue those who are lost. I can think about my own life, and I remember being lost without God. And I can actually remember I was a wild, I was a heathen, I was lying, cheating, and looking at pornography, sleeping around in high school. And I, I can remember being in the middle of my sin. I, I remember getting done with sin and, 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 and getting ready to go to the house and thinking to myself, you know what? I'm not going to do this the rest of my life. I'm not going to keep sneaking out the house, lying, conniving. I, I, remember, I remember I didn't know at the time God was pursuing me. I was getting uncomfortable in my own sin. I, I, knew, I don't want to live like this the rest of my life, not because I'm such a good moral person, but because God was pursuing. I, listen, some of you are getting uncomfortable right now because I'm not giving you a test of baloney. This is my real testimony. I was messed up. I was jacked up. I was in sin, and God pursued me in the middle of my sin. Is there anybody else that will give your true testimony today that God pursues you in the middle of those drugs? God pursued you when you're an addict. God pursued you in the middle of that sex, in the middle of that affair, in the middle of that lying, in the middle of that greed, in the middle of that cheating. God pursued you. Come on, let's just take a five-second praise break and thank God for pursuing us in the middle of our junk. Thank God for pursuing us when we weren't okay. He pursued us. Jesus pursues us while we're not okay. There's a second thought that I want you to see today of why we are a place where it's okay not to be okay. Number two is this, because Jesus desires to be a part of our lives while we are not okay. He desires to be a part of our lives. Back in Matthew chapter 9 and verse number 9, when Jesus says, follow me, he told him. And Matthew got up and followed him. Jesus pursues Matthew and says, follow me. And I can just see Peter James and John, especially Peter, because y'all remember Peter, if you know the Bible, he had the big mouth. 
and, and Jesus called them in Matthew chapter 4, so they've been following Jesus. And now we're in Matthew chapter 9, and Jesus calls this tax collector named Matthew. And I can just see Peter saying, whoa, 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 Jesus, come here for a second. Come here. Do you know who he is? Do you know what he does? Do, do you know how people feel about him in the community? He's a tax collector. I, I just wonder what, what Matthew was thinking when, when Jesus said, follow me. I wonder what was going through his mind because every Jew hates me. And, and now Jesus of Nazareth, the Jewish carpenter, says, follow me. And, and I've heard about this Jesus, that, that he has the ability to perform miracles. I've even heard some whispers that he's the son of God and he wants me to follow him. I, I, I bet you he wants me to follow him so that he can tell me how, how much of a horrible person that I am. He, he just wants me to follow him so he can point out how much I'm a cheater and a liar and a thief. He wants me to follow him and he's going to make a spectacle out of me. He wants me to know that I don't have any business being in the son of God's presence. There's no way he'll ever like me or accept me or have relationship with me. And then let's look at the next verse on what Jesus does. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 10. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house. Jesus doesn't tell Matthew, follow me, you nasty sinner. You no good for nothing scoundrel. You heathen, you dirty dog. Jesus doesn't say, clean up, then follow me. He says, he doesn't say, go clean up, and then I'll come to your home and eat dinner with you and get to know you. That, that's not what Jesus says. Jesus says, follow me right where you are, just like you are. Let me say something. There's this huge misconception that people have to come into Jesus' presence or come to a church service a certain way. Yeah, you really want to come to church? You really want to come and be in God's presence? You have to clean up. You got to dress up neat. You got you to you look nice. You got to have your life all together. But that isn't the Jesus of the gospel. The message of Jesus is come to me messed up, not go clean up. The message of Jesus when you study him is come to me messed up, not go clean up. You never, you see, matter of fact, you just over and over again, you see Jesus meeting people right where they are. Let me give you some examples. Luke chapter 15, verse 1 and 2. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. Let me pause. Sinners, lost people, broken people, hurting people were attracted to Jesus. But the Pharisees, the religious people, the, and the teachers of the law muttered, they complained, this man welcomes sinners, and he eats with them. He welcomes sinners. Come to me just like you are. Come messed up, not go clean up. Jesus wants to begin a relationship with you right where you are. He loves you and he will welcome you right where you are. Luke chapter 19, verse number six and seven. So, so Zacchaeus, he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Notice Zacchaeus gladly welcomed Jesus. He was attracted to Jesus. Verse seven says, all the people saw this. 
and began to mutter, began to complain. He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. Sinners were attracted to Jesus. But religious people of the day, they were complaining about Jesus hanging out with sinners. Churches typically fall into two categories. They either attract sinners or they complain and condemn sinners. And I want people's church to be a church that attracts sinners. We are a hospital for the broken and hurting. I'll take 12 of you clapping. Let me preach to the rest of you and help you today. We are a place for the hurting and the broken. We, we, we strive to make Jesus attractive to broken and hurting humanity. We want to make Jesus attractive from the street to the seat. That, that, that's why now you see street greeters by there. Come on, I thank God for all my street greeters now, holding up signs, welcoming people when they come at all of our locations. I thank you for what you're doing. It makes a big difference. I thank God for all those in the parking lot making Jesus attractive and, and helping people park cars and, and smiling at people. It matters. People make up their mind within the first five minutes if they're coming back to a church or not. And a lot of people, it's going to be their only chance that we get to reach them. A lot of people, they're not trying to church hop. They're looking for hope. They're looking for answers. They're bound. They got addictions. They got problems. They got issues. They need to encounter the love of God. I thank God for our greeters. Come on. I've heard people say people's church is the friendliest church. I sure hope so because, man, we're going to try to greet you five or six times before you. I, I see some folks get annoyed. Like, hmm, how these people, yeah, we are real. We really do love you. You're welcome here. And we want to greet people. We don't want to just talk to each other. We want to make Jesus attractive. So we want to look for you. I thank God for our new VIP team. They're just on the lookout for new people. They're on the lookout to greet people, to love on people, to say, hi, can I help you? Can I get your kids checked in? Can I walk you to the building? Can I show you? Well, walk you around the building. Can I show you where the restrooms are? Well, I'm thanking God so that we make Jesus attractive. I thank God for those in our kids' ministry, those serving in Epic to our, for our students, those serving in Recharge to make Jesus attractive to this next generation. I thank God for all of the musicians and all of them that are serving in administration. I just thank God for everybody around here who is working to make Jesus attractive so that we can meet people right where they are. May we be the most friendliest people. May people People say, you can come to people's church just like you are, with hurts, habits, and hang-ups. That's the heart of Jesus. Luke chapter 5, verse 29 and 30, it says, Then Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house, and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. But the Pharisees, their teachers of the law, the religious folks who belong to their sect complained to Jesus. Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Matthew chapter 9 verse 11 about Matthew, it says, when the Pharisees, the religious church people saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? I want you to notice this. It's so interesting to me as I studied this. Did you notice that these tax collectors were so hated that they had their own category? There were tax collectors and sinners. Uh, yeah, I got y'all's old category. Y'all messed up. Y'all the worst of the worst. Everybody else, you're just a sinner. But these are the wicked tax collectors. Can you imagine having your own 
category. Jesus eats with sinners and teachers. He eats with sinners and coaches. He eats with sinners and engineers. Can, can you imagine having your own category? Jesus eats with sinners and doctors. He eats with sinners and lawyers. He eats with sinners and waiters. He eats with sinners and preachers. He eats with sinners and stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home dads. Can you imagine having your own categories? And can I, can I tell you something? This happens at church sometimes. Church people can get so religious and become Pharisees that they try to keep certain people away from Jesus. You're too messed up to be around Jesus and his church. You can't go to church like that. What's wrong with you? But, but that's not the message of Jesus. He says, come messed up, not go clean up. And I want you to notice the, the question the Pharisees asked. They asked this question. And we have to answer this question today. Here's the question they asked. Why does Jesus eat with sinners? Why does he eat with the worst of sinners? Why does he welcome sinners? And Jesus answered it in the very next verse, which leads me to point number three. And point number three is simply this. Because Jesus cleans up what's not okay. He cleans up what's not okay. Okay, they, they asked Jesus why, they asked the, 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 the crowd, they asked the disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? And here's the, here's the response, the very next verse, verse 12. On hearing this, Jesus said, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Jesus said, I welcome and eat with the worst of sinners because it's not the healthy who need a doctor. It's sick people who need a doctor. And when Jesus says this, he wasn't just referring to sinners and tax collectors. He was talking to everybody present. You're all sick. Yes, even you Pharisees who are steeped in religion. You're not as okay as you think you are. All of you are sick. And Jesus said, I came for sick people. Can I tell you, church, we've all been sick. Pastor, are you saying I'm sick? No, I'm not. Jesus said you are. I would never do that. But we, we have all had hurts, habits, hangups, and issues. Here's the truth of the matter. We've all been sick. We, we've all had sick thoughts. Come on, so some of you have been sick in your finances or sick in your marriage or sick in a dating relationship or you've been sick in a friendship or sick in some relationship or you've been sick at your job or sick at your school. You, you've had sick habits and sick addictions, sick in the way that you treated people, sick in how you think about others in your crazy thought life. And Jesus said, I came for sick people, not to judge them or condemn them, but to help them. Jesus didn't come to beat you up but to heal you up Jesus didn't come to beat you up but to get you up and to clean you up Luke chapter 5 why does he eat with sinners and tax collectors Jesus answered them it is not the healthy who need a doctor but the sick and I love how he responds in the gospel of Luke he says I have not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. Jesus says, come to me messed up, 
not go clean up. Because when you come to Jesus messed up, he will clean you up. You get around Jesus, he will lead you to repentance. You get around Jesus, he'll start leading you out of your sick ways. Jesus is amazing. He meets us and loves us right where we are. But he loves us so much and is so powerful, he doesn't leave us like we are. His power begins to change us right where we are. You meet Jesus, you just come to him messed up. And, and then when you come to Jesus messed up, he will start changing you. Sometimes he'll change you like just overnight. You're just new. You just, you just live different. And then sometimes you just see it gradual. You're just little by little. You get around Jesus and he starts to change your life. Luke chapter 19, verse number 5. This is back talking about Zacchaeus. And it says, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, this chief tax collector, the worst of the worst of criminals in his day, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I had cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Zacchaeus starts to follow Jesus and now he has a heart to repent of his sin because whenever you get in the presence of Jesus, he'll start changing your life. Jesus is so amazing. Zacchaeus wants to start to clean up his life, his sick ways. Verse number nine, notice verse number nine, verse number nine. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus goes to Zacchaeus' house. His whole house gets saved. Because when Jesus and sinners get in the same house, life change happens. And at People's Church, we want to be a place where Jesus and sinners are in the same house. It's okay not to be okay, but when you meet Jesus, you won't stay that way because Jesus changes our lives. He leads us to salvation. He leads us to repentance. He leads us to holiness. He leads us to purity. We're a place where it's okay not to be okay because when you get Jesus in sinners in the same place, life change happens. Why wouldn't I want you in the presence of God? Why would I try to keep you out? It's in the presence of God where salvation happens. Why would I want to keep you outside 
inside the building when the presence of the Lord is here. And if you get in the place where Jesus is, he'll change your life. He'll change your thinking. He'll change your family. He'll change your lineage. He'll change your future. He's got that kind of power. We just got to be a place where we don't turn our nose down at people, where we try to keep people away, where we make it difficult for people, where we laugh at people, where we try to embarrass people. No, bring your sick ways to Jesus. Because when you get Jesus and sinners in the same place, today salvation has come to your house. And so at People's Church, you come with your hurts, habits, and hang-ups. And you keep coming. Because if you keep coming, I'm just telling you, Jesus will change your life. I, I eat with sinners and I welcome sinners because it's not the healthy who need a doctor. It's the sick that need to be around me. I didn't come to call righteous people to repentance. I've come to call sinners. Come just like